Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome in to Life Planning 101 on this uh, pleasant Monday morning. Maybe a rainy week on tap for us, but we'll take the rain anytime we can get it. And we have Angela Kennedy Robinson on the phone with us all the way from Phoenix, Arizona this morning. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, and I'm not going to brag about the sunshine peeking through the clouds out here at all. <laughs> I am happy to be on the phone. It's been a, a great month. Um, we're out here visiting some families that we've worked with and some potential families to work with and excited to be here. But uh, this month I have been on the road quite a bit, as our listeners know. And one of the reasons that um, I've been on the road is to learn. Uh, we spend, I can't tell you how much money every year investing back in ourselves and our own education. And uh, this show is kind of a product of that because uh, it came to my attention, you know, just that, you know, sometimes you know something already and someone puts a twist on it with their words and it, it just gives you a whole new fresh perspective or a different way to look at something. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. A, a different point of view. Exactly. So, you know, that's where this show came from. It's something that we know. But it's not something that I talk about a lot on the show, and that's really a sad thing that happens. But I want to start out by talking to you about this gentleman named Sam. Um, He walked into his boss's office, and he said, you know, the boss said, Sir, I'm going to be straight with you. I know this company is um, not doing well because the economy isn't great right now. He said, but I have three companies after me, and I would like to respectfully ask for a raise. And so after a few minutes of haggling back and forth with his boss, the boss finally agrees to give him a 5% raise. And afterwards, he says, by the way, which three companies are after you? And the gentleman replied, the electric company, the water company, and the phone company. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that was actually a perfect segue into the topic today. The topic is life insurance. Most people own it, but do they really understand it? And the reality is, this is, this is so interesting. Life insurance, and you wouldn't, I mean, you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you, and I'm going to tell you why I'm about to tell you later in the show. But life insurance is probably, and I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost able to put, is the most complex financial product in existence today. A lot of people say, well, why the heck should I care, right? right. Kind of like that boss. If you would have asked the right question, maybe you wouldn't have given them the 5% raise right away, right? <laughs> and and uh, I go back to, you know, and this is how it was proposed to me a couple weeks ago. Is, is a gentleman up on um, stage at one of the conferences I was at said that. He said life insurance may be the most complex financial product in existence. And I thought about it, and I was like, well, yeah, it is. And I thought about, well, why don't we talk about this? And then I thought, well, why do people think that it would or wouldn't matter to them? So I go back to a story about a year ago. 
I received a phone call, and I even brought this up on the show. I had a very good friend that had just suffered a massive heart attack, and he ended up in open-heart surgery. And by the grace of God, okay, this, this gentleman is fully recovered. He's thriving. Everything is great. However, at the time, of course, we rushed up to see him at the hospital, and when we were able to visit with him, he immediately started asking questions about how to get his business in order. In other words, if he would have died, would his daughter have been taken care of? Would things have been been good, right? And he said the only thought that he had when he was being careful at it, the only thought, was the fact that he had not been a good steward of his own success, and he was worried his family was going to suffer because of it. Good point. Yeah. And so I, I asked, you. I ask our listeners, just for a moment, put yourself on that care flight. Put yourself in those shoes and ask yourself, is my family going to suffer because of anything that I have or have not done if I were to pass? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Lots of things to consider in that. And the the key thing I see is things you did do or maybe things you didn't do. Exactly. Things you didn't do. And what about the things that you don't know that you don't know? And life insurance is one of those things. So I'm going to kind of switch gears on a story here. But let's imagine now that you had the news that you had terminal cancer. means that you've got about 12, 24 months to live. And and you do have the time to get your financial house in order. But you learn that your life insurance is not going to outlive you. How are you going to feel at that point? The life insurance is not going to outlive you? No, it's not going. In other words, it's not going to pay out before you die. Uh, There's no way. You're going to be very distraught. You're going to be very distraught. It's a nightmare, right? And the reality is that may be far too real for far too many. So I want to preface the rest of what we're going to talk about today by telling you that there has never been an instance in history in which a life insurance claim that was current and abiding to the contract was not paid, okay? Okay. You and I both know, Terry, I mean, we know this. I mean, would anyone in their right mind buy life insurance if it may or may not pay something? No. No, they're not going to do that. And the life insurance companies, even the ones that become insolvent, purchase each other up, back each other up. They do everything in their power to hold to their commitments and hold to those contracts so that that never gets stuck, right? So if you are abiding by the contract and current, then life insurance is going to pay. And it will continue to do this, I believe, forever. Because again, they will lose all faith and credit if they don't. Moreover, there is often a lot of need for life insurance. Life insurance is an amazing tool in many respects. It could be the single best solution for a number of issues. I mean, I don't know any product other than that that can single-handedly create asset protection, tax deferral, uh, well, tax deferral and potentially a tax-free benefit during life and at death. I don't know anything that can do that. Right. And perhaps protect you from a long-term care event or a chronic event on top of that. You know, it's so powerful. And and I think, you know, people buy life insurance primarily for one reason. They want to take care of 
their family, right? right? They love somebody. And it, it is an amazing tool because it gives a family time to grieve. It gives a family the ability to make wise decisions, pay down debt, pay off Uncle Sam, and, you know, even make mistakes. That's, it's powerful. Cash is, cash is king. We've heard that forever. And, you know, when people buy life insurance, that's what they're buying. They're buying cash. I actually have a friend that um, all he does is sell life insurance, and he never tells anybody he sells life insurance. And when they ask him what he sells, he says, I sell cash. that's what he does right and so there's certainly a place for it in a family's plan and most families plans so i want to make sure that everybody understands i am not anti-life insurance (laughs) by any means or any stretch of the imagination now i am a anti-cookie cutter life insurance i believe that every single person has a unique situation Um, their future, their goals, their family dynamics, their risk tolerance, everybody's different, right? Right. And they've got different needs, they have blended families, whatever it is, and they may or may not need different things. And so because of that, though, life insurance is complex. And moreover, okay, and this, this is a big however, you know how we always talk about the big print giveth? and the little print taketh away? Yes. Yeah, okay. So life insurance is where that came from. (laughs) You know, we no longer live in a world where there is just one type of life insurance. And life insurance companies have done an excellent job at transferring as much risk as they can to the buyer. So all that means is you better be able to understand it or at least have someone that's helping you that does. So when we come back, I want to tell you about a story of a couple that bought life insurance only to find out what they bought was not what they thought they bought a year later. And I want to tell you some things to be looking for and what you may need to start popping up the hood and figuring out on your own so that you make sure you know your life insurance is going to do what you need it to do for the ones you love. Segment two, Life Planning 101. We're talking life insurance this morning. Angela? Yes, the most complex financial product in existence today. Yes, you heard what I said. The most complex financial product in existence today is None other than life insurance. Wow. So, George Soros, you know who the man is, I'm sure. I don't need to tell our listeners, and I don't care what your opinion is about him. (laughs) This is just going to be a perfect quote by him, especially for our topic today. However, it fits a lot of things, if you really think about George Soros. He said, unfortunately, the more complex the system, the greater room for error. Think about that. The more complex the system, the greater room for error. You know, and what you have to realize is life insurance, you go back, and how it was originally designed was it was taken on an actuarial basis, right? What is life expectancy of a human being? And what are interest rates today? And we're going to assume that those interest rates are always going to stay the same. And if they're always going to stay the same, this is how much someone needs to pay into the policy so that we can promise to pay them this cash at X date. 
that's how it was built, right? Absolutely. Well, there's a couple things to that. Have interest rates always stayed the same? Absolutely not. Has life expectancy changed? Absolutely. Yes. And then that was when there were only two types of life insurance. Today, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you how many types of life insurance there are. There's so many types of life insurance. There's so many bells and whistles that you can put on top of life insurance that it makes it so complex that it, it's really, really difficult. I mean, we, we literally, in our office, just, just you know how this works. Is, okay, let's say we're looking at a brand new uh, product from a life insurance company, which we often do because we aren't cookie cutter. We are not selling the same thing over and over again because we don't believe that fits everybody. So if we're looking at a brand new product in our office, obviously I'm the first one that usually reads through um, what that policy is going to look like, ask the initial questions. But beyond that, it goes to our CFA, okay? We have them look at it and see what are the holes, what are the potential risks what are they not telling us in the big print that we're not reading enough in the fine print that could be an issue? So think about that. And that's after it's already been vetted by a third party that we have hired to make sure that they are only bringing good products to the table. Right. That's a lot. Yes. That's a lot of things going on. So I want to tell you a story, um, again, because a lot of people say, well, why is this so important to me? Well, Last year, we started working with this very successful couple, and they're, they're in their 50s. And they had just purchased two permanent policies. And, well, okay, they expected them to be permanent policies. So one of the first things that we do when we work with people is we x-ray their insurance policies. We have a system in which we ask the questions that need to be asked so that we can get answers directly from the insurance company, not the agent, because a lot of times even the agent doesn't even understand how to solve what we're asking for. So we x-ray these policies, and we found out these two policies that were new, right? They just bought them. We're going to run out of money before each of them turned 83 years old. Wow. They were permanent, right? Supposedly. That's what, they, that's what they thought. <laughs> yes. They had no idea this was the case. I mean, this wasn't like a couple that they were sick or their parents died young or anything of the sort. No, in fact, I think her mom lived to be 98 years old, and both his parents were still living, and they were in their late 80s. And these policies were going to run out at age 80, before they turned age, age 83. Not so, good. No, it's not good. And, and okay, and I, I want to take this a bit further, is that I don't blame an agent for this. I blame the company for this. I truly believe I am so blessed. I cannot tell you how blessed I am to be able to come into this business the way that I have. I, I don't know how young people are able to do it today. I, I don't know. Because they usually end up going to work for more of a captive-type company in which they get brainwashed, in a sense, to believe a certain way. And my dad used to teach insurance. So I came into the, the business learning insurance from a teacher's perspective. A lot different. And I'm very blessed because of that. And so, you know, a lot of these agents, what, what I find is they have no idea. The agent has no idea what they sold. The company told them to sell it this way, so they sold it this way. That's pretty sad. Yes. 
Yeah. So I don't blame the agent, especially of captive companies, because they just don't know what they don't know. And they are sadly brainwashed in some senses. However, it, everyone needs to know that this is a real risk that's out there. And you need to ask for, you know, what you need to ask for to see that actually, to see the inside of these policies. It's too important. And it doesn't matter. If, like then, if you bought your policy in the last year, it doesn't matter if you bought it 10, 20, 30 years ago. It could be in harm's way, no matter what. Um, my dad's always saying, do you have the old policy or the new policy? And people say, what does that mean? And he said, well, you could have bought the new policy 20 years ago, and you could have bought the old policy yesterday. Right. That's how complex the insurance is. So it's really, you know, not getting the right answers. It's about asking the right questions. And then you got to ask yourself, how do I know what I don't know? So when we come back on Life Planning 101, we're going to give you a glimpse into all things life insurance that helps you understand a little bit more of the complexity. Final segment already, Life Planning 101. We have lots to talk about. Angela? Yes, we are talking about the most complex financial products in existence, life insurance, and why it matters to you. So, I think the best way to show people why this actually matters and all, you know, the things that need to be thought about are considered. And I, I'm just going to brush the surface here. And people need to know that. And actually, as I was writing all these things down, I thought, I could make like a ditty out of this. <laughs> this is so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, or I needed a rapper to help me out. But, you know, how do you know what you don't know? And just think about term insurance. Term insurance. Ask yourself, is it convertible? Do you know what that means? Is it fully convertible? Is it partially convertible? Is it temporarily convertible? Is it convertible to all products, to some products, to what products? Is it renewable? What's the difference? Why does that matter? That's just term insurance. Oh, and then we've got to ask about all the bells and whistles, right? Right. And if you're buying permanent insurance, what kind is it? Is it really permanent? Just like the story we talked about a little bit earlier where here they thought they were buying permanent policies that were going to run out of money before they reached age 83, and their parents were living longer than that already. Is it really permanent? What's the difference between guaranteed and non-guaranteed? This is big in life insurance and an often misnomer. You brought up something in the break about universal life policies uh, were sold on high interest rates. And, you know, and and you said it was back in the 80s, and, of course, interest rates have had, like, a 30-year decline. Well, this could be the same thing about policy that was sold 10 years ago. Interest rates were much higher, you know, before the recession than they are today, right? Yes. So, you know, you've got to take into factor what that actually means and and what are the differences between guaranteed and non-guaranteed. And there's actual guaranteed policies, but does it really mean it's guaranteed? And are there contractual things that if you don't live up to by the day that they will not pay? And that answer is yes, by the way. How could interest rates affect your policy? If you think that that's not going to happen, you better think again, because every single life insurance policy out there is based on interest rates. And there's only one type of life insurance policy that I know of that even has a hedge against interest rates. Pretty powerful. Very powerful. Okay. Yes. How could the market affect your policy? You don't think they can? Think again. You think it just matters with your variable policy that you have or an index policy that you have, think again. Life insurance companies have expanded their investment 
far, much further than just long-term bonds now. What can change in policy makeup do that would affect you? What can they contractually do that could affect you? There are companies out there right now that are going to court over things that they are automatically increasing cost of insurance at ridiculous rates in which the consumer can no way keep enforce that policy. It's highway robbery, and I, I promise you that all of the major uh, life insurance agents are fighting against these companies for doing this, but it's real. That's really happening in our industry. And you need to know what can happen inside that policy. Can the cost of insurance or the administrative charges go up? Yes, they can. I've not seen a policy in which they can. So the question is, how much can they be raised? And you need to know that. You need to run your assumptions on that policy based on the, the, the least friendly scenario, in a sense. How likely is your policy to perform the way it was shown to you? I'm going to bet you money that if someone besides Kennedy Financial Services showed you an Enforce illustration, there is probably a 90% chance that it's not going to perform that way. In fact, even if we showed it to you, it's not going to perform that way because we can't predict the future. But the question is, how conservative is the person showing to you being or how aggressive are they being? Because they can be really aggressive and it's never going to work out. Could you end up paying more than what you're paying now in the future? A lot more. Absolutely. Is there a different way to accomplish the same goal and have these options be way, have the options that, you know, the different ways been weighed? A lot of times people think there's only one way to solve something when they go buy life insurance because they don't know any better. There's a tons of ways to do it, and you need to look at all your options. What about the strength of the company? Is that important? Yes. Is the company mutual or traded? What does that mean? Why does that matter to you? Is it a captive company, non-captive? What does that mean? Why does that matter to you? Have I asked enough questions? <laughs> and there's still yeah. a lot more. There's still a lot more. That's the point. Is This is probably, like we mentioned, the most complex financial instrument of our lifetime. And I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to scare people away from, from life insurance. In fact, quite the opposite. Because life insurance has a place an amazing place in people's plan. And if you don't know what that is, go back and listen uh, to the first segment of the show where we talked about all of those amazing benefits that, that it can do to, to be able to show your family that you love. I actually had someone tell me one time, they said, do you realize that's the, that could be the last thing that you give your family that tells them that you love them? Think about it, right? And how much you love them. So there's definitely a place for it, and it's an amazing tool, but it has to be used right. It has to be bought right. It has to be managed just like any one of your other investments. And if it's not, there's a good chance that it is not going to do what you intended for it to do in the first place. So whether you have old policies, new policies, or need a policy, you need an independent set of experienced eyes to help you. There's just no two ways about it. You can find out more about life insurance and how complex this is by going to our website, signing up for our newsletter at www.kennedy-financial.com or make inquiries. This month, during February, being Sweethearts Month, we are going to provide free x-rays upon policies for anyone that wants to be able to take a glimpse and make sure that their policy is performing the way it needs to be. 
My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas, calling in from the sunny city of Phoenix, Arizona. God bless everyone and have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates. Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.